very good morning to you. And now it's time for Letter to Hong Kong with Legislator Tony Chair, representing the Architectural Surveying, Planning and Landscape and Functional Constituency. The following program is a personal view program. Dear people of Hong Kong, my young friends often talk to me and express anxiety about their future both in their careers and the living conditions of themselves and their families. I recall that I have discussed with the young men and young ladies of Hong Kong in November last year, generally about the government's proposal of Lentil Tomorrow as one of the options of new land supply. Clearly, this option is unlikely to be a solution for overcoming the immediate land and housing shortage problems. To address the issues, I have from time to time urged the government to take a multi-pronged and pragmatic approach by providing for short-term solutions, including the buildings of more transitional housing. But we should also plan further ahead at the same time. Since the scale and time span of the strategic planning proposals are enormous, there will be a long lead time before population intake can take place. Here government is talking about Lantau tomorrow, a development area of more than 1,000 hectares and accommodations for up to 400,000 housing units by reclamation. Nevertheless, as Pope John Paul II said, the future starts today, not tomorrow. I will urge the government to carry out the necessary feasibility studies as soon as possible. So now, colleagues in the professional fields had some mixed feelings when they came to notice that government is going to seek legal approval for funding to carry out the feasibility studies whereas the initiative is welcomed. They were keen to make sure that such studies are carried out thoroughly and properly. We see opportunities as well as constraints and challenges ahead. We hope and urge that the new development areas would be sustainable, green and resilient, well-connected, walkable and inclusive for population of different ages. Also, as government envisages, it should update a function as a double gateway facing both Hong Kong and the Greater Bay Area. Despite the imminent need for housing land in the territory, in the Lantau tomorrow development, an appropriate balance should be aimed at between private and public housing as well as provision of matching job opportunities by taking into consideration the future demographic structure. There should also be adequate community and welfare facilities upon population intake. Development policy support, well-coordinated programs of implementation and the timely injection of resources are such a requisite. Apart from the government's part of the development, the success of implementation would also need the participation of the private sector, 
and the strong and continued support of the community, both at the envisioning stage upfront as well as throughout the implementation. Thus, public engagement is a vitally important key to its success. The voices of young professionals would also have a justifiable place in the process. In general, the entirely new area is envisaged to be able to attain better quality of design and a higher spatial standard than those of present business areas. The future CBD3 should be more walkable with less or no air pollutions compared to the congestions in today's central district. Nevertheless, a strong-themed and far-sighted vision is called for to create a people-centered quality environment and this should be set out clearly in the study visions and objectives and to be embodied in an overall urban design framework. Also, as the implementation would take many years, the development strategies need to build in suitable facilities to cope with the future changes and advancement of new technologies. This could possibly spread out the risks and alleviate the community's anxiety to gain their confidence and support. We are mindful that the Sakti area has strong maritime character with high landscape value and suggest that a balance should be struck between conservation of the coastal features and future development, since the impact of development may be irreversible. A thorough ecological survey of the flora and fauna is therefore highly demanded. We would not rule out alternative land formation methods other than reclamation applied to some phases of development if it could shorten the period of impacts to the existing seabed and marine life. We also consider that waterfronts should be made easily accessible as part of a quality public space network. I believe that the young people are interested in and probably better grease towards the application of new technologies generally. There should be a lot of opportunities within the developments envisaged in the Lantau Tomorrow Vision. Concepts such as carbon neutral, autonomous vehicles, artificial intelligence, car sharing, spatial co-sharing, etc. are likely features. Smart city elements such as SDI, BIM, GIS, and the use of MIC and the 3D printing methods may also need the contribution from the younger generation in the years to come. Despite the above cautions and challenges, Lantau tomorrow is seen to be an opportunity to overcome the current spatial constraints and problems of congestions in the degrading urban environment. As the developments may bring about adverse impact to the natural environment, a thorough study is required and the implementation must provide for a balance between conservation and development. 
I would also encourage governments to break down current departmental barriers where necessary, and embrace a new technologies as well as innovations that may emerge through proactively engaging the public and the professional sector. The people of Hong Kong would take greater interest to get to understand more about this subject, and that we will see the vision coming to fruition together. Yours faithfully, Tony.